0: Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world.
1: You never know where your red bag is going to end up, but someone is going to get blessed, whether it's out in Maclay Island all the way out in the west into, uh, into our Logan community, into the inner city, You know, you're red back is actually going to pour out you know, the love of God into people's hearts and lives. This is one of my favourite days on our Gateway calendar. For the first time in 20 years, we had to move it in the calendar. We had to move it from August to October. I'm very, very grateful uh, that we're able to meet together like this and to celebrate together as a church family today. I'm absolutely stoked that this is happening in five campuses across our city just like this. We are just pouring out a flood of love and compassion you know, across our city together. And I want to say a big uh, thank you to all of you who are going to come and bring some red bags in a moment, and a big thank you to all of you for jumping through all the hoops to get to church this morning, to uh, book a seat. We don't normally have to do uh, things like this, and I just want to say uh, thank you for making the effort to be here on such a special day. I I love the fact I've been worshipping in this church for 17 years with Mark Razi. He has never sat in the front row in 17 years. But he was obviously late booking his ticket. It's good to have you down in the Holy of Holies. (laughs) Hey, do uh, do, do we have any Boys Brigaders in the room? Anyone growing up go to Boys Brigade? You know, I went to Boys Brigade for a, for a couple of years. I kind of wasn't sure you know, why I kept going uh, to Boys Brigade. I'd come home from school and I'd take my uniform off and then about an hour later, I'd have to put on a different uniform, a blue uniform with a little you know, Boys Brigade you know, logo uh, on the chest and I had to shine my shoes and pull up my socks and we had to stand in a straight line and I had to wear a ridiculous-looking hat, you know, with uh, with tassels hanging down the back and another little, little badge. And uh, you know, I wasn't really sure why I kept going back, you know, to uh, Boys Brigade. Except the reason I shined my shoes for Boys Brigade and not for school was because when I went to Boys Brigade, they gave me a badge. They put a little badge on my arm and said, Jason's a good boy. And we'd be standing there in our straight line and the sergeant, you know, would uh, take out his whistle and then he would say, left, turn. And I'd turn left and for some reason I chose to keep going to Boys Brigade and we would quick march and we would march around the room on a Tuesday night when I could have been playing footy and then he'd... I always his whistle again, he'd say, right turn, quick march, about face, just in time. And I, and I wasn't really sure, you know, why, you know, I kept going back to Boys Brigade but at the end of the night, it was all worthwhile because we'd play this game where there was four gym mats around the room and they gradually take them away. And it was a competition to see who could get to the gym mat first and stay on it. And so there's 40 boys, you know, fighting to get on a gym mat and fighting to get everybody else off it. And it was a fight to the death, no holds barred. It was hand to and combat and it was the favourite moment of my week and then at the end of the night we'd have 20 I'd get 20 cents to buy some mixed lollies and they'd give me a bag full of lollies for 20 cents and so I kept going back to Boys Brigade week after week and wearing my silly hat and my silly uniform but the worst part was at the end of the year we had to get on stage in church And sing a song. (laughs) Everybody turned up to Boys Brigade, you know, to play stacks on the mat. But there was only three of us that turned up (laughs) to sing a song in church. And I was one of them. I still remember standing there in this uniform with shiny shoes, standing, you know, in a straight line, singing, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And just when I thought it couldn't... Just when I didn't think it could get any worse, someone would say, Sing it in a round. <laughs> and so we're all singing it at different times, and no longer was I just, you know, singing it in the wrong key. I was now also singing the wrong words. And I just wanted someone to blow the whistle <whistles> and say, About face and get out of here. I fell in love with Susan when she was wearing a girls brigade uniform on stage singing a song. At 13 years of age, I said, I am gonna marry that girl. Was I was standing on stage singing a new command. She did not fall in love with me. (laughs) And just this year, many of you know, you know, I started working for uh, Queensland Baptists, and I turned up and they've given me a blue uniform with a little logo I get to wear around and now all I need is a hat and a whistle and someone to play stacks on with <laughs> and it's just like being back in boys brigade that that wasn't awful I haven't worn it too often the tag's still on it That was an awful moment standing on that stage, singing that song and wearing that hat. As great as Boys Brigade is, great ministry. It was an awful moment. I was probably 10 years old. But the words of that song have never left me. The the power of those words have just resonated in my heart throughout my whole life. A new commandment I give unto you that you would love one another as I have loved you. Let me just read it in a slightly different version today from the message. Jesus said, let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I loved you, love one another. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when they see the love that you have for each other. Just notice a few words in there. It's a commandment. This isn't an option, this isn't a good idea, this isn't a suggestion. Jesus says, "This is a commandment I'm giving you." Look at another word there. It says new. This is a new commandment. It actually sounds really old if you read the Old Testament. Sounds a lot like what was written, you know, in 1500 BC, you know, in the in the law, love your neighbor be kind to strangers. It actually, you know, it looks really old, but that Greek word in the new, it actually means fresh and not warm out. He's saying, I'm giving you something fresh and new that will never wear out. And this is the new part. I want you to love others the way I've loved you. I want you to love others in the same way that I've loved you. People will not know that you're my disciples by the way you stand in church and sing. People will not know that you're my disciples by the way you know that you dress well and you wear the uniform. People will not know that you're my disciples by the way, you know, that you shine your shoes and stand in a straight line or live a straight life. People will not know that you're my disciples, you know, by the way that you vote or the way that you, what you watch and what you listen to. People will know that you are my disciples by the way. That you love one another. You see, the way that we love will be the way that the world knows that we belong to the way. The way that we love will be the way that the world knows we belong to the way. You see, before Christians were called Christians and before Christianity was called Christianity and thought of as a worldwide religion, there was just this little group of Jesus followers. 2,000 years ago, who were called the way. And they were called the way because they, they weren't trying to institute a new religion. They were simply trying to follow in the ways of Jesus. They were simply trying to love people In the way that Jesus loved people. And you need to understand the way that Jesus loved was completely different to the culture of the time. The way that Jesus loved actually over time changed the culture. And the way that Jesus loved is still changing the world today. Do you believe that? The way that Jesus loved is still changing the world today and he's simply looking for people who will follow in his ways. The way that we love is the way that the world will know that we belong to the way. I just want to tell just uh, three quick stories today from the Bible, from uh, Jesus' life that actually shows us the way that Jesus loved and the way that we can copy the way that he loved, to love Jesus' way. But what we're going to do is look at these three stories, and kids, I'm going to get you to help me out. I want you to try and guess what the story is. Remember, it's a story about Jesus. You would have heard it in KidZone at some time. We're going to guess what some of the things are on the screen, and then in a minute, I'm going to get you to put your hand up, and, and you're going to guess what you think the story is. Okay, let's have a look on the screen first. No yelling out yet. Okay, what have we got here? You can yell out now, (laughs) croissants, how many croissants are there? How many? Seven, there's seven croissants or maybe seven bits of bread. What do we got here? How many fish? What do we got here? Somebody praying and giving thanks to God and what do we do here? We eat, put your hand up. If you think you know what this story is, and I'm going to be very technical, you've got to get this one exactly right. There's seven croissants or bits of bread. There's two fish. There's some praying and giving thanks. And someone has eaten. Put your hand up. Where is Jess, my trusty helper? We've got someone down here. Jess, what do you think the story is?
2: Um, what's the
3: story Clothes
1: and fish. How many people did Jesus feed? 4,000. 4,000. Wow. Brilliant answer. Amazing. We got a special prize for you, something I know all kids will want. What have you got? What's she got there, Jess? Oh, yeah.
3: What have you got, Abby? Fish.
1: You got a fish. Good. Big one. Lovely.
3: Bread. Chocolate?
1: <laughs> okay, the bad news is you've got a, a dead fish, some bread and a basket because when followers of Jesus gave the little that they did have, there was actually enough for 4,000 people to eat. The bad news is today's Thanksgiving Day and on Thanksgiving Day we share all chocolates. You don't <laughs> get to keep them for yourself. The of feeding 4,000 is kind of the second cousin to the story of feeding the 5,000. We all know about five loaves, two fish, 5,000 people get fed. But Matthew and Mark actually record a second miracle. The feeding of the 4,000 has become this poor second cousin to the feeding of the 5,000 because there's a thousand people left and two, two, uh, two extra pieces of bread. But I think Matthew, and particularly Mark, who's written the shortest of the Gospel, actually records this second miracle because they want us to know that feeding the 5,000 is not just some cool magic trick that Jesus does. Feeding hungry people comes out of the compassion in Jesus' heart. That feeding hungry people is actually really important to Jesus. Let me just read a little bit of the story. It says, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me three days and they've got nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. You know, Jesus has been talking to 4,000 people. In fact, it was probably more like 10,000 people, including the women and the children. And He's actually been preaching for three days. I'll just say that again. He's been preaching for three days. Don't you ever complain about long sermons again. There's rides and cool stuff out there, but I'm going to keep you for about 18 more minutes, okay? Don't complain. Jesus preached for three days. He he saw that they were spiritually hungry, and so he's speaking truth into their heart. But after three days, he realised they were also physically hungry and they got nothing to eat. And so he says to his disciples, because he's got this compassion in his heart and compassion in his heart doesn't actually stay in his heart. The compassion in his heart becomes action. And he says to his disciples, you give them something to eat. And the disciples say, we don't have enough. And he says, well, just give us what you do have. And so they gave seven loaves and two fish. Jesus gave thanks for what they'd given, and it was multiplied so that 4,000 people had enough food to eat. Let me read it a bit more. He says, He took the loaves and fish. When he'd given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate, and they were all satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. (coughs) Excuse me. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men besides women and children. I'm not sure there's a greater story in the Gospels that actually demonstrates what Thanksgiving Day is all about. Jesus has compassion for hungry people. His compassion moves to action. He says to his followers, You give them something to eat. And when they simply gave the little that they did have, there was enough for everybody to eat and to be satisfied. You know, we live in a time today where sometimes it's hard to believe, but you've already heard the stories. There are families all around us that on any given week, any given month, don't have enough to eat. And we can look around our city and say, well, the problem's too big. I haven't got enough. And in COVID, the problem's actually gotten bigger. And we really do need a big red bag if we're going to feed all of the hungry families in the city. But I want to encourage you today. Thank you, Don. As we give the little bit, as we give the little bit that Jesus has called us to give, it's not just 4,000 people that are going to get fed. You know, in the last year, 10,000 people received red bags like this right across our city. And in that moment, they had food to put on their table. And maybe just a little inkling in the back of their mind that there's a God in heaven who loves them and has not forgotten about them and actually sees them because a local church actually cares. For their needs. I'm going to have a little drink of water. If we're going to love, it's not helping. (laughs) If we're going to love Jesus' way, we're going to feed hungry people. That's the way that Jesus loves. And we can't just tell spiritually hungry people about Jesus. We kind of know that the only way for people's spiritual hunger to be filled is in relationship with their Creator through faith in their Saviour, Jesus Christ. But we can't tell hungry people about Jesus unless we're willing to satisfy their physical hunger as well. That's why what we do today is so important. Because Jesus is the only way to have our spiritual hunger satisfied. But we can't tell them about Jesus unless we're willing to satisfy their physical hunger. If we're gonna love Jesus' way, we're gonna feed hungry people. Next story, kids. Let's see if we can guess this one. What does this one look like? Someone who is rich. This one's a tricky one. If you're not really big, you are small. Is this a man or a woman? Okay, so, so far, we've got rich, small man. What do we do on a ladder? We climb a tree. So we've got a rich, small man climbing a tree. Put your hand up if you think you know the answer. Jess, who we got?
3: You, sir, in the blue. What's the story? Zachia, um, Zachariah. So close. Give Zacchaeus. him a little hint. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. We good with that?
1: Zacchaeus climbs a tree. Awesome. He what do we got for him?
3: Okay. Here's your prize. Can you tell us what's in it? Uh, figs. Figs. You
1: got a packet of figs because he climbed a fig tree. He but did. just a little hint. When you take out your first girlfriend, don't eat a whole packet of them <laughs> before you go on your first date. I've good done advice. it, I can tell you what it's like while well, <laughs> your date sits in the car for two hours That's TMI And you're still it. in the bathroom one more hey, What thing, else do we up? have?
3: Uh, Freddos, Freddo's and
1: a welcome mat A welcome mat I know you came to church today and thought, I want to win a welcome mat <laughs> Oh great!
3: They don't have one, so this is going to be put to good use Love it
1: Alright you gotta welcome that because this is a story. The story of Zacchaeus reminds us that the way that Jesus love loves is that he welcomes lonely people. You see, Zacchaeus wasn't hungry. Zacchaeus was actually very wealthy. He was very rich. But he wasn't just lonely and isolated up a tree because of his short stature. He was actually very lonely because of his sins. You see, Zacchaeus was a tax collector, which meant he was a cheat, which meant he was ripping his own people off. He was betraying his nation. He was not a very liked person in the community. And as Jesus walks through town, there's crowds of people gathering all around him. And I love this about Jesus. This is one of the things I love about Jesus. In crowds of people, he notices one person and he changes his plans to meet their needs. And so when he's walking through a crowd of people and he's about to go to a very important man's home to help his dying daughter, he notices one sick woman who needs healing and he stops and he makes sure that she she gets healed but he also makes sure that the whole community knows she is now welcome back into this community. And as he walks through Jericho, there's crowds of people all around him and he notices one short little dude up a tree and he makes sure that that whole community knows that this man is welcome in God's family. Everyone is welcome in God's family. If we're going to love Jesus' way, we're going to welcome lonely people. Let me just read a bit of the story. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Right throughout Jesus' ministry, he gets in trouble for welcoming and eating with sinners. He gets in trouble for welcoming the rejected, the isolated, the wretched. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to get in trouble for anything, I want to get in trouble for what Jesus gets in trouble for. Let's all together get in trouble for what Jesus gets in trouble for. Welcoming, lonely, isolated people who know that they're sinners and need to hear that there's a God in heaven who loves them. If we're going to love people Jesus' way, we will welcome the hurting and the lonely into community. I'm not sure there's been a more important time in history. So many people feeling lonely and isolated. You know, before COVID, it was one in three people reported episodes of loneliness in any given year but there's been an increase of 54% of people feeling lonely because of the greater isolation that COVID has brought. I don't wanna minimize the dangers of COVID, but we have more people dying of loneliness in our community right now than COVID-19. That's why I love what we're doing in our Gateway Counselling and Wholeness Centre. You know. This year, there's been 4,000 sessions of counselling, people coming in in their time of need and finding hope and healing across three locations in three campuses. This year, we'll welcome 540 first-time clients into our counselling centre. Every single one of them is loved by God. Can we just put our hands together for all of our teams in our counselling centres? We're called to love people Jesus' way. Jesus in a crowd of people like this notices one lonely person in need and He changes His plans to care for their need. I wanna ask you today, who does He want you to notice? You can't change the world for everyone, but you can change the world for someone and everyone that you ever lock eyes with is valuable to God. Just pray this simple prayer if you're a Jesus follower every day. Who do you want me to notice? How can I change my plans to actually meet their need? You know, every week we say everyone who comes through those doors is welcome. And it's true. Jesus welcomes you just as you are. But he loves you too much to leave you that way. You know, when Jesus is welcomed into our lives, he transforms us from the inside out. I'm not sure what sandwiches Zacchaeus served to Jesus, but listen to the transformation that happens as Jesus is welcomed into his home and into his heart. It says, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today's salvation has come to this house because this man is a son of Abraham. He belongs to the family of God for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. You see, when Jesus was welcomed into Zacchaeus's heart and into his home, he transformed his heart to become generous to the poor in the community. It's why what we do today is so important. We give thanks to God for what He has done in our hearts and in our lives by being generous with those in need in our community. If we're gonna love Jesus' way, we will feed hungry people and we will welcome lonely people. Last one, kids, last chance to for a prize that I know you're all wanting. No calling out. Don't call out. But just imagine if you're walking along, what are these? Feet. And you walked through this, don't say it, but you walked through this, your feet would be dirty. And this, there was no COVID in Jesus' time, but their feet would also be stinky. And they would need to be washed so that they are clean. All right, who thinks they know the story? Put your hand up. Jess will find you. Hand up high so Jess can find you. Tell me what you think the Jesus story might be. Where are we, Jess? What story is it?
3: Cherry, what do you think? Jesus washed His disciples' feet. Spot on first go. Give her a big hand. Well done. Here is your prize. Okay, can you tell us and show us what's in here? What
1: have you got? I've got a towel. I've got a brush. Um, Soap. For those online, there is a towel, a brush, and enough soap to wash your whole family's feet before the end of the day.
3: And, of course, Freddo's. You can
1: go home and wash everybody's feet. You know, Jesus' love, Jesus' love for people never faltered, even in his darkest hour. On the night before Jesus died, it says this in John chapter 13. Says he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel. Now you need to understand. As they walked along dirty roads, there was no sewage system and there was animals everywhere. They would have walked through some pretty disgusting stuff and their feet would have gotten very dirty. And so when you came to the meal, this was the job of the servant. The lowest person in the home would actually kneel down low and and wash everybody's feet But none of Jesus' disciples saw themselves as kind of the lowest on the pecking order. They're still all kind of fighting for top rung. And Jesus is trying to teach them what it's going to look like to keep loving him into the future. And so Jesus Christ, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who holds the whole world in his hand, knelt down with a towel in his hands and a basin by his feet and he washed every single one of those stinky, disgusting feet. And then this is the really challenging bit. He then says, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. He says, you wanna love my way? You wanna love one another in the same way I've loved you, serve serve others. I just want to say a quick thank you right now to all of our volunteers and staff that serve in all of our care centres, in our op shop, in uh, Cap Money, our counselling centre, everybody that serves in Gateway Care somewhere. Come on, if that's you, just jump to your feet right now. Come on, everyone else. Come on, jump to your feet. I know there's a bunch of you around the place. Thank you. And if you want to join the team, there's a whole lot more people that need to know the love of Jesus around our city. Just speak to someone at the care tent later today. They'd love to have you on the team. But on the night before Jesus died, He served His disciples knowing what they were about to do. He actually knew that Judas was about to betray Him for 30 pieces of silver. He, he knew that Peter was going to deny knowing him before the cock crowed. He, he knew that the rest of them were going to desert him. He knew all of that. And he still got down and he washed their undeserving feet. If we're going to love people Jesus' way, we're called to serve undeserving people. You know, right now we're living in a time of of simmering tensions between different tribes in our nation. There's increasing division over big decisions that are happening in our state and across our nation. And in this room, there's all sorts of different views on the right way to do many things. As I said, I don't know what sandwiches Zacchaeus served up for Jesus. But tell me, what's the right way to cut your sandwich? Who cuts parallel? Who cuts diagonal? Put your hand up if you're a parallel cutter. Put your hand up if you're a diagonal cutter. We got a split room. What about when you got to hang your paper? Who's who's a fringe hanger? Have it hanging at the front? Who's a mullet hanger, having it hanging down the back? Once again, a split room. This will definitely split the room. Apple. Android. Weirdos. What about the right way to vote? Don't put your hands up. What about the right vaccine to take? Please don't put your hands up. In this room, there's a whole lot of different views. And we all think we're right. If you want to know who's really right, just come and talk to me. I'll tell you who's really right. But we got a whole lot of different views. And we will disagree. And we will have robust discussion. But in the family of God, there must never be division. A divided world right now needs a unified church. A church that is unified together. A church that's united together in serving our community and filling it with the love of Jesus. Around Jesus' table, there was a tax collector who was working for the Romans and ripping off his countrymen. There was a zealot who they thought their their job was to knife a tax collector in the back in a crowd and, and they were doing God's job by getting rid of tax collectors. There was bold, brash fishermen, you know, who'd walk on water and there was doubting Thomases. It was a mixed bag. They had different opinions. They had different views and they were all undeserving. But Jesus chose to love every single one of them and serve every single one of them in His darkest moment. And in our dark moment in this world, this is our time to shine a light on the love of Christ by serving those, that even the ones that we think are undeserving, that are different to us. Let me just read Luke 6. It says, love your enemies. This is Jesus speaking. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. Listen to this. For He is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Jesus is not looking for people who dress the right way, who sing the right way, who speak the right way, who vote the right way, who vaccinate the right way. Jesus is looking for cheek turners, for foot washers, for cross bearers. Jesus is looking for enemy loving believers who will actually represent who he really is and what he is really like. This world will not be drawn to Christ because we are always right. This world will be drawn to Christ because we are always, say it with me. I'm going to try that again. This world will not be drawn to Christ because we're always right. This world will be drawn to Christ because we are always loving. (laughs) The way we love. The way we love will be the way that the world knows we belong to the way. Not the way you look, not the way the dress, not even the way you sing, but the way you laugh. You see, the greatest act of love the world has ever seen was right at the end of Jesus' life and He went to a cross. There's no greater love that this world has ever seen that the Son of God, the maker of heaven and earth, the only perfect one that had ever lived, actually willingly sacrificed His life for you because He loved you. It was the only way, it was the only way you could come to the Father because He took your place, He took your sin, and He took your death on that cross. And when we ask Him, when we're welcoming into our lives as Lord and Saviour, He forgives our sins and He fills our heart with His love. He gives us a new way to live and a new way to love. He says, a new command I give you. Love one another in the same way I love you. Feed the hungry, welcome the lonely, serve the undeserving. If you're here today and you don't know the love of Jesus in your life. Maybe you're here and you feel condemned or maybe you're here and you are justifying yourself. You're saying, I kind of live the right way. God will think I'm okay. Whether you're sitting here feeling condemned or self-justified. If you're here today and you actually don't know the personal love of Christ in your life, I want to give you an opportunity to know that love today. To say, Jesus, I welcome you into my life as Lord and Saviour. And from now on, I want to follow that commandment. I want to love others the same way that you love me. I was going to ask everyone's eyes to close and heads bow for just a minute. If you're here today, maybe you've come with friends, come with family, maybe you've just been checking out church for a little while, just while everyone's eyes are closed and heads bowed. If you're here today and say, I actually don't know a personal loving relationship with Jesus Christ and today I want to know His love and I want to love His way. Just while every eye is closed and heads bowed, I just want to pray a prayer with you today. Can I just get you to stick your hand up and say, I want to pray that prayer just so I can see it just for a moment. Just stick your hand up just high. Bless you. Bless you. Who else today? Bless you guys. Who else today? Just say, that's my prayer. Bless you, buddy. That's awesome. Anyone else today? Just stick your hand up, just for a second, just so I can see it. To, I want to include you in that prayer. Hey, if that's you today, just pray this prayer with me, just in the quietness of your own heart. Just say, Father God, thank you for always loving me. I'm sorry for the way that I've sinned against you. I thank you that you love me enough to send Jesus to the cross. And I ask today that you would forgive my sins. And I choose today to love others in the same way that you love Come into my life and fill my heart with your love today. I pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Hey, can we just put our hands together for everyone who prayed that prayer today? If that's you, we just got a gift we'd love to give you at our welcome desk or out at our, our care tent. Just go, we've got a Bible. We'd just love to help you get started in living in relationship with Jesus and loving others His way. Please go and do that today. But we get to the moment in our service, which this is one of my favourite moments in our church where we just choose to pour out loving compassion on those in need in our community by bringing red bags down the front that are gonna be given out to families in their moment of need, where they can't put food on their table. And they're gonna be reminded that there's a God in heaven who sees them, who loves them, because there's a local church who cares for them. Hey, when you're ready, let's get to our feet. it will be good to put a mask on as you walk down the front. Just come and leave these red bags up on the stage. Get them up as far as you can on the stage. Just come when you're ready as the team play for us.
2: great that you guys can be part of it today and you can also be part of uh, of giving to Tim can't they how do they do that absolutely yes great to have our online
0: community being part of this today uh, my name is Tim Hood I'm, I look after our gateway beyond ministry space gateway care is part of that and one of the ways you can give is in the chat uh, there is a button you can click on and you can give some money so that we can fill some red bags on your behalf and if you If you click on that, that will take you through to Gateway Beyond and that's the right place for it to be. Give some money to that today and we will do the shopping for you. Otherwise, if you actually happen to be in Brisbane and you still wanted to grab a bag and drop it into one of our campuses, we'd love you to be part of that as well. But uh, we know that that doesn't work for everyone, but love your support, love your prayers. Great to be able to support so many people across uh, this wonderful region of Brisbane. That's right. Tim, we've heard uh, a little bit about the story of where the red
2: bags go. Uh, in our service today, but what happens from here? People have their
0: bringing their red bags down to the front. What happens to them then? Yeah, so tomorrow we've got a team gonna come in. They're gonna unpack all these red bags and fill the shelves of our care centre. Our care centre is empty. We went up there this morning looking for some tins of tuna and there were not one to be found. It is empty, but as of tomorrow, the shelves are gonna be full. We're gonna be able to, blend and, and we use our big Mackenzie care centre here as the central sawhouse we've got capacity out at every campus and we're gonna make sure everywhere is full. We've got freezers everywhere, we've got capacity to serve people. You've heard stories from every campus and we're believing that God is gonna call us to serve more people uh, throughout the next 12 months. So tomorrow, the, shop, the shelves will be filled, red bags will be going out. In the last year, well over 2,200 red bags went out across all our communities.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. It's such a, such a blessing It's such a, an encouragement to be part of such a generous church. Uh, we, uh, we have been so blessed this year uh, by the generosity of the church, and there are so many people being blessed by your generosity uh, this year and into the years to come, or in the year to come, I should say, through our Thanksgiving Day Red Bag Appeal. And, uh, Look, they're still coming down, Tim. It's just extraordinary. Uh, I'm not sure if you're getting to see the pictures of all the red bags on the stage, but it's extraordinary uh, how many bags have come down. It's just been a, a real... It's done my heart good today. Oh, it is fantastic. It uh, just is so good. generosity. Yeah. It's just been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I really want to encourage you. There's uh, there's ways to give, as Tim said. There's a link in the uh, in the chat. Um, later on, you can visit our website. Just follow the links to the care page, and you can uh, you can give to Gateway Beyond, which is our vehicle uh, to uh, to fill the care centre So, uh, be great having you guys with us today as part of our uh, our Thanksgiving Day Sunday. And uh, yeah, we look forward to you guys joining us next week as we begin our our house series. Tim, We're going to be doing a journey through the Bible, looking at how God instructs us to give right develop plans for our marriage, for developing plans for parenting, and developing plans to leave a legacy. So we look forward to joining you next week as we begin our Our House series. Bless you guys.
1: joy in the house of the Lord today. God is so good. I want to say huge thank you for your generosity today. Tim Hood, our missions pastor, is going to pray for all the families that are going to get blessed. Come on, let's just stand. Let's stand to our feet and pray together. So many families right across our city are going to get
3: blessed.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is an amazing sight to see. We haven't been able to do this for a couple of years, but thank you for the way you have lent in. Let me pray for these red bags. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for our community that is going to be blessed by this. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are such a generous God and you give us the capacity to be able to bring and to bless others. So God, it all starts with you. But God, I thank you for those that have contributed today, whether they've bought red bags, whether they've thrown some money in. God, I just thank you for each and every one of them. And I pray a blessing upon them. God, as these red bags fill our care centres for the next 12 months, God, we pray that you will help us to get them to the right people with the needs in our community God you you have done so much you have brought so many people to us God continue to do that continue to allow us to be your hands and feet God I pray for every individual that's going to be blessed by the contents of these bags in the year ahead. God, we pray that not only will they receive the tangible gift of food and resources, but they will discover a God who loves them. They'll discover that there's a church in this community that loves them and wants to be your hands and feet. So God, bless the givers, bless the people who are gonna receive them, bless these red bags and bless our church. And God, we give you all the glory and we thank you because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords bless you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Hey, we're going to run out in just a minute and have a great time together as a church family. I just reckon we just need to lift our hands, lift our hearts, lift our voices and give praise to the maker of heaven and earth. Come on, let's praise Him as we finish today. Let's give praise to our great God.
2: A shout of praise. You are such a good God. We worship You. Thank You, Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today at Thanksgiving Day. I hope it's done your heart good. It's been such an encouragement to me and encouragement to so many. And we will be over the next 12 months an encouragement to so many more. Hey, uh, after the service, we've got heaps of fun outside. There's uh, rides for all of the family. Make sure you head up to the kids and the youth parts of our Kids and Youth Building. There's stuff happening up there for our our teenagers, for our kids. Rides on the Oval. Uh, Food trucks available um, just over the road and then in our amphitheatre down towards the dam. Plenty of space to spread out to connect with one another. Enjoy some food together. If you don't know anybody, you don't want to connect with somebody, uh, if you're new to the church, you want to connect with somebody, visit our Welcome Tent or our Alpha Tent and uh, have a fantastic time out there. Greet a few people, uh, welcome them along and just have a fantastic time as a community. Look forward to seeing you back here at our regular service times next week. But may God bless you and have a good one. See you out there.
0: We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking on Get Connected.